0: Hello, my name is Dr. Bill Valenti, and I am chair of the Medical Society's Infectious Diseases Committee. I'm also a member of the Medical Society's Committee on Emergency Preparedness and Disaster and Terrorism Response. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Elizabeth Dufour, Medical Director, Division of Epidemiology, New York State Department of Health. We're going to have a discussion today about the Zika virus and explain what patients need to know about Zika. Dr. Dufour, I first became aware of Zika around 2015 when they started reporting cases in Brazil. But uh, what is it and where has it been? What do you think?
1: Much of the world and many of us first became aware of it in May 2015 when it was first confirmed in Brazil and for the first time in the Americas. But prior to that time, Zika virus was identified going way back to 1947 in sub-Saharan Africa in a forest in Uganda in a research study. Since that time, there have been reports and evidence of Zika virus existing in various areas of sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. Most recently, in 2007 and 2013-14, to 14, two islands in the Pacific were affected in Micronesia and French Polynesia with the virus. But at that time, it didn't get much fanfare as it was felt to be a mild disease. It was really in May 2015 when it was first confirmed in Brazil. And this really brought attention and media attention to the issue because it was the first time it was found in the Americas. And then in December 2015, it was first highlighted that it could possibly be related to causing birth defects. What is Zika virus? It's a disease caused by a virus called Zika virus. And it's spread primarily by mosquitoes in these areas we've mentioned already. And even further, primarily by a specific mosquito called the Aedes aegypti mosquito.
0: If you look at the cases that have been reported in the United States, it looks like the symptoms resemble flu-like illness. Most of the people have a red rash on the body and on the face, fever, joint pains and aches, conjunctivitis, pink eye with some watery discharge, muscle ache and headache. It sounds like a flu-like illness and could easily resemble a lot of other infectious diseases. So is it like the flu?
1: Those are, as you pointed out, all of the most common symptoms. They're not very specific and so there are many other viruses, viral infections that can look like that. Both viruses that one can catch here in the United States, where we do not have local transmission of Zika virus, and it can look like other viruses that one can catch from mosquitoes in the Americas where there is Zika virus being transmitted. It can feel and look similar to the flu or a flu-like illness. One. Important difference is that a flu-like illness has sore throat, cough, sneezing, runny nose, upper respiratory illness as a part of that. We have not seen that with Zika virus to date. Only one in five individuals infected with Zika virus have the symptoms that we've discussed. So it's important as we talk about possible sexual transmission or other concerns about Zika virus in pregnant women to be aware that individuals can be infected by the virus, and yet not have any obvious symptoms.
0: There are some other illnesses associated with Zika virus infection. People may have heard of the Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is this paralysis in the legs that's been associated with Zika. We don't really know much about it in terms of cause and effect. The good news is that this has occurred relatively infrequently in the cases that we've seen in the United States.
1: It looks like from evidence throughout the epidemic in the Americas that Zika virus may trigger an immune reaction leading to this Guillain-Barre syndrome, leading to weakness in the legs and upwards. Importantly, there are other viruses that you can also catch in areas of the Americas where Zika virus is currently being transmitted by mosquitoes. And these are also mosquito-borne viruses called dengue virus and another called chikungunya virus, and these also have overlapping symptoms in patients who are infected.
0: It looks like all of the cases that we've seen in the United States have been associated with travel to an area where Zika virus is being transmitted. When should patients go see a physician?
1: Patients should see a physician if they've returned from travel to an area with active Zika virus transmission, you can find which areas have that on the CDC website at www.cdc.gov and look at a map in the list of areas with Zika virus. If someone has traveled to one of those areas and within two weeks develops any of these symptoms, then they should see their physician to be assessed and checked for possible Zika virus infection. Additionally, if a pregnant woman has traveled to any of those areas and returns at any time during that pregnancy, She should discuss that travel with her healthcare provider to discuss getting checked for Zika virus. If she has already delivered, but during her pregnancy traveled to any of those areas, if the baby has any abnormal findings at birth, or if there are any other concerns, the travel and exposure should be discussed with her physician. Finally, it can also be transmitted sexually. If someone's sexual partner has traveled to any of those areas, and they have had sex without a condom, they should discuss that possible exposure with their health care provider.
0: Testing is an issue because it's not widely available. I mean, it's not something that I can just order the way I order a blood count or cholesterol level. Let's talk a little bit about how testing is done in New York State and how physicians and patients can get tested if they need
1: it. The important first step, regardless of where the testing is done, is to go and discuss with your health care provider if you need to be checked for Zika virus based on where you traveled. The second step would be to go and have blood and urine taken for testing if you and your healthcare provider feel it is appropriate. The provider would give an order and you and your provider would discuss with your local health department to get an approval for testing. Once you have that order, you can go to have your blood and urine collected. And it's important to note that the urine testing is a very important way that we look for Zika virus. And some of the blood testing is only available at our state public health lab. For pregnant women, that's very important that that particular testing be done. It's a little bit different than, say, getting your cholesterol drawn. We've provided a fact sheet on our New York State Department of Health website for patients. And they can go to www.health dot ny dot gov and then click on Zika virus and there is a Zika virus testing fact sheet for patients.
0: It looks like right now there are no medications available to treat Zika virus infection because most of the time it really gets better and resolves on its own and while there's a lot of vaccine development going on there is no vaccine at the moment.
1: Given that there's no direct medicine that addresses the virus itself and no vaccine, physicians, healthcare providers, the CDC, the New York State Department of Health have really focused on prevention for the folks we're worried most about, which is for pregnant women. If someone does find they're ill with this, we can provide treatment for the symptoms and help patients get through the viral infection until they feel better.
0: Most of the cases that we've seen in the United States have been related to travel. There have been a small number of sexually transmitted infections due to Zika virus. What can you tell us about sexual transmission?
1: Sexual transmission is important and particularly with women who are pregnant to avoid exposure in this regard or women trying to become pregnant or at risk of becoming pregnant. The recommendations are to use condoms every time from start to finish to prevent transmission of Zika virus sexually. For individuals who may have been exposed to have traveled to areas with Zika virus transmission, if their partners are pregnant, it's recommended that they use condoms throughout that duration of pregnancy. And that may be important for others as well whose partners are not pregnant. The question that's
0: asked a lot regarding sexual transmission and pregnancy is what steps should they take to make sure they don't pass this on to their baby? Should they delay pregnancy?
1: There are three groups of people, and we have a different approach to each of these. The first is women who are already pregnant or might be pregnant. The woman should protect herself if the partner. Has potentially been exposed or traveled to an area of Zika virus infection, the recommendation is to use condoms every time start to finish for the duration of the pregnancy in regards to those who want to conceive in the near future and whether they should delay pregnancy. Based on current research studies and the best evidence that is available currently, the CDC was able to put some recommendations out for us to help guide this for women who have traveled and want to conceive the recommendation is to wait eight weeks after last possible exposure and exposure being either from travel or from unprotected sex sex without a condom to wait eight weeks minimum before trying to conceive for the male partner if they have traveled it depends on whether they had symptoms or findings of zika virus Or a diagnosis of Zika virus. If so, the recommendation is to wait six months since the Zika virus has been found significantly later, up to 10 weeks later, in semen. If the male partner has traveled and might have been exposed to Zika virus but has not had an illness of Zika virus, has not had symptoms of Zika virus, then the recommendation is to wait eight weeks. This can all get pretty confusing to folks, and so there are some resources for you. Number one, talk with your doctor. They can help you through this. Number two, we have a Zika information line where we have all of this guidance. This Zika information line has been set up for the public to call or doctors to call to get the most up-to-date information on these very types of questions. That Zika information line is available Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. It's a New York State Department of Health line, and the number is 1 364 4723.
0: Well, my patients have been calling and asking about what to do when they travel. Had a patient recently who's going on a cruise to the Caribbean and to South America, and we talked some about how to protect from mosquito bites. We talked about Some of the low-tech approaches to cover up, cover arms and legs, avoid mosquito-infected areas, still water, those kinds of things. And then we started to talk about the best mosquito repellent, and I referred him to the Environmental Protection Agency website, EPA.gov, where they go through this list of mosquito repellents that are on their recommended list. Is there anything more that the health department recommends?
1: We also amend the EPA-registered insect repellents. That lets us know as consumers that those are both safe and effective. They're safe and effective in folks and can be used in pregnant women and children over two months of age. I typically recommend DEET-based insect repellents and a range of 20 to 35%. Is appropriate. One more thing to note about mosquito bites the mosquito that causes Zika virus, the Aedes aegypti, is known as an aggressive daytime biter. All of these measures need to be taken not only once during the day, but in repellent reapplied per label instructions routinely throughout the day. And if used with sunscreen, which is often the case when folks are traveling to these areas, then applying sunscreen first and then the insect repellent would be sprayed over that area.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the areas where the Aedes aegypti mosquito lives in New York State. What do people need to know about that?
1: We have an excellent mosquito surveillance program in mosquito awareness program in New York State, both in New York City and in the rest of the state. 80s, Egypti. the primary mosquito causing this outbreak in the Americas is not established here in New York State. It is established in the southernmost parts of the United States. Florida, Texas, Hawaii are at risk of potential introduction of Zika virus by that same mosquito and they are very aggressively engaging in prevention processes and monitoring for that However, in New York State, we do have a sort of cousin mosquito to the 80s aegypti, and that's the 80s albopictus mosquito. This is a mosquito that in the lab was found to potentially be able to transmit or spread Zika virus. We do not yet know how good it would be at this in the real-world setting. In New York State, they're taking every measure to prevent this, to be aware of that, and to actively look for these mosquitoes and look for Zika virus in these mosquitoes Of note, these same mosquitoes carry two other viruses called dengue and chikungunya virus. And although these viruses have caused millions and millions, literally hundreds of millions of infections due to those viruses over the last decades, uh, we have had only one case of local transmission of dengue virus in New York State and no cases of local transmission of chikungunya virus in New York State ever because this is a new virus. We're still taking every measure we can to try to prevent introduction of the virus into New York State and aggressively educate folks about it. One of the questions
0: that comes up a lot regarding pregnancy is, if a woman recovers from Zika virus infection, is there any risk to future pregnancies?
1: If a woman recovered from Zika and the virus is no longer in her blood, then she's had the illness and is improved. Once that virus has gone from the blood, there's no evidence that it lingers in her body or hides anywhere. Based on all of this evidence, future pregnancies should not be affected. Women in the Americas and areas of these outbreak settings who are thought to have previously had Zika virus have gone on to have normal pregnancies.
0: The other part of that question is the immunity that people have after Infection with Zika virus, can someone who's recovered from Zika get it again?
1: Based on the current evidence, it's believed that the immunity, your body's immune system reaction to the Zika virus is protective, and that that immunity is likely long term or lifetime protective of future infections. So, likely once infected, you would not get infected again.
0: This concludes our podcast on the Zika virus. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Medical Society of the State of New York's Committee on Emergency Preparedness and Disaster Terrorism Response through a grant from the New York State Department of Health. This podcast is intended for patient information. For additional information, consult your physician and that New York State Health Department hotline number is 888-364-4723.